now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're here every week to talk about your home, whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for tips on seasonal maintenance or smart upgrades for your home. This is a great place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Building Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. These are amazing local professionals and great resources who'd love to hear from you. If you're looking for advice in any of these areas around your real estate purchase or sale, do make sure to give the team members here at The Whole Home Show a call. They'd love to help. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria for over 28 years. I'm a born and raised Victorian. I've never left here. I love our town, and I'm a huge community supporter. This, of course, is my side job. I love coming here on the weekends and giving you guys information on real estate. But if you are looking for some information, advice, or direction, again, on your real estate sale or purchase, reach out to me. I'd be happy to chat with you. You can find me and the rest of our show partners on the CFAX 1070 website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Uh, or you could always reach out to me directly. My website is the Prime Real Estate Team. It's primeteam.ca. I'd be happy to help. Today, our guests are from Island Savings. We have financial planner Travis Koivula. We'll talk about uh, managing your wealth and other important topics. And also our show partner, insurance manager, uh, Carrie Augustini. She'll talk about home insurance plus changes at the Island Savings office now that the insurance uh, aspect there is Westland Insurance. So we'll be talking with them in a couple of moments. We always start with our weekly listener question. If you have a question or a story to tell us about real estate, we'd love to hear from you. You can call us. The number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or again, find us online, the CFAX 1070 website. And an email last week from Kirsten. A lot of emails recently, actually. We're not getting a lot of phone calls in. So just a reminder, you guys, you can always call me. I'd be happy to uh, uh, answer your questions there. But an email this week from Kirsten. It was a simple one. Her question is, who determines what a house will sell for? Who determines what a house will sell for? We often have uh, one of our uh, friends, Amanda Mills. She's an appraiser with Mills Appraisal Group. Uh, she comes in and talks about valuations. And, of course, uh, Denise Webster, our mortgage broker and show sponsor here, talks about that from a mortgage brokerage standpoint. Uh, but more simply, it's a good question because people often wonder. Uh, it starts off with picking a price. So how does a seller pick the price of their home because at the end of the day what the house is worth is what a buyer is willing to pay for it the, the real definition is it's the meeting of the absolute bottom line that the seller will accept for the house combined with the absolute ceiling the buyer is willing to pay for the house uh, and that figure is not one that we can necessarily derive from statistics or using a computer program, or any of these things. It's a very fluid figure. It is something that can be very difficult to pinpoint. Uh, an appraiser like Amanda will, Amanda will tell you, uh, even an appraisal, if they say uh, our assessment of the property is $705,000, that is not a guarantee that a seller will get $705,000. There's a whole bunch of variables that come with offers on properties. Uh, first of all, timing. How long has the property been on the market? 
uh, was it correctly priced to begin with? Uh, what is the situation with the seller? Uh, is the seller looking for a quick possession date or they need a long one? Uh, what are the terms and conditions? Is the buyer able to be nimble and to give the owner what they want as far as dates and conditions? There's so many things uh, that come into play regarding uh, the valuation of a property. The bottom line is uh, it is not up to the seller to determine um, what market value is. It's not what the buyer, it's not what the buyer thinks the property is worth that is market value. It's what the two of them combine with all these other aspects. Um, it's like a confluence of many, of many things that end up determining what the property sells for. Now, once the property is sold and the sale price is posted, that is the data that we use to determine what other houses in the neighborhood will sell for. So, for instance, somebody asks us, they ask me, uh, to evaluate their property. One of the things we look at, most important one, of course, is what houses, what similar houses in the surrounding neighborhood with similar features have recently sold for. And by recent, I mean in the last few weeks, maybe the last couple of months. We don't look at data that's six months old or 12 months old because, of course, the market changes. We'll be talking with Travis a little bit later about how markets change. Uh, they change in the stock markets. They change in all of these things. Real estate, uh, it changes as well. So very much a, a fluid figure. So, uh, again, it's, it's a great question because, see, sometimes a seller feels that they are in the driver's seat where they go, I want $800,000. That's all I'm going to take. Well, you can do that. But this is the reason why not every house sells, because we see a lot of properties that have been sitting on the market for three months, four months, six months. I bumped into one the other day on the market for 10 months now. They have not found a buyer. They have been on the same, at the same price. They haven't had any price adjustments. Um, i got to tell you guys, the majority of a seller's success has to do with their pricing, because... You know, you, you think about it, even in the car business, if you had a Honda Accord, which is an awfully nice car the way it is today, if it was priced the same as a Mercedes-Benz, you would not get the Mercedes dollars. I mean, there is, there's reasoning out there uh, for houses having to do with their age, their location, their attributes, size, features, uh, so many things. It's a very complicated process. Um, another question that people often ask us about it is about the assessment, because usually when we bump into people, they say, hey, you know, I'd be happy to get the assessed value of my home. Or, uh, or sometimes the dialogue is, we're used to seeing houses selling for higher than assessed value. Well, the assessed value really doesn't tell us a lot, too, because the assessment is simply a evaluation put on by the British Columbia Assessment Authority, and it helps municipalities determine how much a portion of the municipal budget, budget uh, will be your share of property taxes. It really doesn't have much to do with the actual valuation of your property. It's a funny one, too, because people generally want their assessment to be low when they're not moving because they're paying taxes on what they feel is a lower figure. But on the other hand, when it comes to selling their home, they would like to see that figure to be higher because they feel that a higher assessed value will influence the value of their home. Just bringing it all back here, though, the bottom line is, will a buyer pay that price? And what are the other uh, things surrounding the, the sale that uh, will influence the decision? Inclusions. You know, sometimes it's our, our appliances included, excluded. Uh, is a seller maybe offering, um, there's, we are seeing it nowadays, there's requests for vendor financing. My, we didn't see that for 20 years. 
My, the market has changed, as uh, as we say. Thank you very much, though, for your question, uh, Kirsten. And for everyone else, if you've got a question, give us a call, 250-414-6540, or find us online on the CFAX 1070 uh, website. As a reminder, too, by the way, uh, to hear our past shows, we are podcasting. So go to iTunes or Google Play, and you'll find us, the whole home show uh, with me, Tony Joe. Before I forget, before we go to the break here, I also wanted to remind you that we are having another real estate event. It is a home buyer event. It's going to happen uh, on November the 17th, Saturday, November the 17th at 11 o'clock. Uh, we will have all the information on our page, the CFAX 1070. Uh, Look under shows again. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony, Joe. We'd love to see you there. We're going to have all of our uh, show sponsors from the whole home show here. We're going to have, of course, Denise, the mortgage broker. We'll have uh, the gang from the Sitka Law Group. We're going to have Inspector from um, Shoreline Building Inspections. And, of course, Carrie Augustini, who we'll be talking to today from Island Savings. By the way, I made a mistake. It's November 16th. It's the 16th. Saturday the 16th. Uh, that is the date. Uh, we would love to see you all there. All of these events are always really well attended. And the inform- you know what? It's not a selling uh, um, event, by the way. So we're not there to sell you guys anything. We're just there so that you can meet us face-to-face. Uh, you've been listening to us for uh, for months, maybe even years. We would love to meet you and give you uh, as we'll answer any question that you have about real estate, insurance, mortgage bro- uh, mortgages, legal aspects, and building uh, inspections. We would love to see you there. We need to take a quick break here, but when we come back, we'll be chatting with our show sponsor, Carrie Augustini. We'll be chatting about insurance for your home, a very important thing. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. One of our valued show partners here is Island Savings, specifically Island Savings uh, Insurance. Uh, we've had Carrie Augustini with us for some time now. And, of course, she's no stranger to us here in the studio. We love hearing from her because there's so much important information to know about home insurance. Carrie, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Tony. Now, uh, there has been some news. It's not really news because it happened a little while ago now. Yes. Um, tell the listeners about uh the insurance brokerage. Sure. Yeah. So um, October 1st, Westland Insurance acquired Island Savings Insurance from the First West um, uh, Credit Union. They um, basically were established in 1980 uh, in Ladner, BC. They started with one office and now, um, including us, they've got about 130 plus locations uh, running across Alberta, Saskatchewan, BC. Um, They service 75 communities, so we now obviously are a part of that. Um, What this means to our listeners at this point, really um, no change. Business as usual. Business as usual. I mean, we were all looking for changes, and it's literally, as they said, no change. You just keep doing what you're doing. That's why... That's why they purchased us is because we are doing a really good job in servicing our clients. We're out into the in the community and that's exactly what they want to see and that's that's what they love about us. So Yeah, so mm-hmm. so really uh, no change in that they can still pop into the Jubilee oh my location, goodness, yes. the Mayfair location. Yes. Your insurance guys are there. Yes. 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 Same yes. people too. Same people. Yeah, same people, same smiles, yes. same service. <laughs> yeah. And of course, one of the things that listeners here should always remember is when it comes to their house insurance, whether it's due for renewal now or in the near future, they ought to give you guys a call. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, We always love helping 
anyone, whether they're our clients or whether they're, um, you know, people that are clients of others. Um, we're happy to give uh, any type of um, help that we can give, give a review of uh, insurance, answer questions. Uh, you know, we may not be able to answer detailed specifics on an insurance policy if it isn't for us, mm -hmm. but we can sure uh, help show you um, some examples, maybe to save money, some things to do to uh, improve your coverage, um, point out uh, um, areas that maybe they might want to look at. Other options. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because one of the things that people tend to do is they just simply resign. Uh, they, they, yeah. they just, and, and uh, people forget about the fact that within the last 12 months, things have changed. In oh, life, right? for sure. And I mean, we've seen losses where, you know, one year, um, maybe they had uh, noted that they had a certain type of heating. And then by the next year, they've completely changed the heating and we don't know anything about it. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, people are just living. That's all they're doing. They're not looking at everything they do from an insurance point of view or um, they're, they're not looking, oh my goodness, I have to phone my insurance brokerage. But it's really important, even if your insurance brokerage doesn't reach out to you, you really should take five or 10 minutes and just reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Just go over, you know, what you've been doing over the last year. Have you, are you thinking about making any changes to your home? Are you thinking thinking about renting out the basement. Maybe you already did rent out the basement. Maybe you ran into a little bit of a tight spot and you've decided to take on a rumor or a border. Mm -hmm. All of these things have to be um, provided to the insurance brokerage. To your, your that's right. Yeah, because the insurance be. company can't read your mind. No, and yeah. sometimes changes are needed. Uh, sometimes you might need a whole new policy, but your insurance broker is there to help you. That's what we love to do. We love to be able to uh, help our clients and, and to, to see these things that you maybe Maybe just think about it as commonplace, your everyday decision that you just made, but now has impacted your insurance. All right. So something that we bump into regularly uh, is the case where a seller, somebody who's selling their home, has either moved out of town or maybe is mm. an estate sale and yes. there's nobody in the house. That's right. And I always bring up, I say, listen, you got to talk to your insurance company. Yes. Why do they need to do that? Yeah, they need to do that because... Um, if it's an estate sale um, or if it's an estate, a lot of times your insurance uh, company will continue on. They may, may put some restrictions on there. But when there's no intent to return and it's a 30-day ruling, so it's either unoccupied or it's now going to be deemed vacant, your insurance coverage could be nil and void if you haven't told your insurance broker. Mm -hmm. This is something that, um, you know, when insurance companies are looking at potential for loss, when a residence is unoccupied or vacant, there is a much greater risk that something is going to go wrong. Okay, some examples. Uh, water. Um, okay. You could have water damage. You could have uh, someone breaking into the home. Um, and if nobody's there for like a week, you never know, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. I mean, even fire. Um, what, if, what if there's some sort of an electrical problem? Or what if your um, um, the heating in there malfunctions and you've got high extremes heat? I mean, we've seen that happen where literally the walls were melting because the furnace was just continuing going on and, and since on and nobody on. is there nobody's able to identify they're going to exclude the coverage with. that's right wow yeah it's really important yeah yeah so what are the options then because if if it is a vacant home with you said no intent to return yes right? yes uh, um, yeah or even unoccupied unoccupied mm -hmm. so what are what are choices for well people? choices will depend on the insurance um, company that you're with yeah. but um, you can get permission for it to be vacant for a, a set amount of time it may be that the insurance company will allow um, for you to have coverage until the expiry date, but they're going to remove things like glass coverage. They're going to remove things like water.
water, um, the high um, targeted uh, type of uh, losses. And to be honest with you, you're going to usually pay more money for that too. Well, yeah, so it's more expensive. You're going to have reduced coverage and you're going to pay a greater premium. I know people are always like, oh my gosh, you must be kidding. You're telling me I don't have this coverage, yeah. but now I have to pay more? Yes, you do. Yeah, and you know, especially when the weather changes. So, you know, for instance, at the fall or winter, uh, all of a sudden, uh, houses are either hot or, co- or yes. they're cold more, mostly, so they mm-hmm. need to be heated. That's right. Um, that's another system that could potentially fail. Very or, definitely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, have you had a maintenance on that system? Might be something you want to be looking at. water pipes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This, this is the scary key, stuff. Key. And, I mean, those are the typical type of losses that you're going to see in those situations. Yeah. So uh, what you're saying is, uh, well, first of all, coverage will be more expensive. Yes, it'll be they, more expensive and it will be restricted. Yeah. yeah. Things to know because, mm-hmm. uh, again, people just think, oh, well, you know, I'm leaving. I'm That's just going right. to. Actually, the same is true of long t- long term holidays, too. Like somebody's gone for a month or something, right? Yeah. Long term holidays are a little bit different. There's an intent to return, obviously. They're just out traveling. But um, depending upon the insurance company that you're with, you want to call your brokerage. Um, if it's during the winter months, there is going to be um, requirements. You may need to have uh, flood sensors. Some insurance companies will acknowledge the flood sensors. Others will require that you have a competent person coming in anywhere from maybe every four days to once every seven days. So these are these are things that you need to look at before you run off and go on that lovely trip. Of course, make sure you get your travel insurance as well. Which you guys can handle too, <laughs> Which right? we can handle yeah, too. Yeah, That's okay. right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so you said having a competent person. So and and this of course is really important too because uh, we've seen cases where people go, oh well, I'll just get my I'll get my son or I'll get somebody to pop by every once in a while. Yeah. But yeah. yet the insurance um, policy outlines specifically what the minimum is. Yes, right? it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. And each insurance company will be different. So check with your insurance broker, and they will let you know what they'll check the wordings for you. It's written right in the wordings yeah. um, what uh, what needs to be done. Because people are usually, they're usually upset. They're like, you know, I had a loss. I'm so teed off because my insurance company is denying insurance and all that. But at the end of the day, they should have understood their policy. Yes. Better, right? Yeah. Just just call your broker. You're paying money. Yeah. Um, so call your insurance broker if you have any questions. Even if you're not certain, just pick up the phone and give them a call. That, and give us a call if we're looking after your file. And even if we aren't, you're welcome to give us a call. Um, we're happy to uh, help you or direct you accordingly. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if, if, um, if somebody isn't with um, Island Savings uh, mm-hmm. Insurance, now Westland. Um, right. Uh, yes. If they're not, they can always give you a call. They can always call. Yeah. Every yeah. every person on the team and all of the offices will just bend over backwards always to help. Uh, well, I have to yeah. say, I, I got to give a shout out to my buddy JP there JP. at uh, yeah. the Jubilee branch. So any of the listeners know, if you're in Ju- at Jubilee there by the Save on Foods and the Starbucks, Island Savings is right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a separate little wing there for the insurance comp- uh, insurance um, uh, uh, area. JP is there. He's great. Yes. Uh, I, as a real estate person, enjoy reaching out to you guys and getting advice on these areas plus car insurance too Mm -hmm. yes yeah definitely um if people want to pop by and visit uh, which locations um well we have uh one in mayfair so just right outside the mayfair mall the island savings uh building there we're in there um there's also the jubilee uh, next to the starbucks and the uh save on foods um we've got an office there and then we also have one by lord co um on jacklin 
Road. Yep. Um, and that one is by appointment only, but we do have a insurance brokerage out, uh, broker out there for personal insurance, and home, uh, condo, tenants. Yeah, West Shore. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is people can call, and yes. um, you guys are great. You guys are yep. amazing. But this is the reason we wanted to make sure people knew if, when they see the name Westland, there's a reason. Yes, yes. Letters are, are going out uh, very shortly. So Fantastic, mm-hmm. but business as usual. That's right. Totally right. business as usual. Nice. Well, thanks for coming back. <laughs> you know, you. Again, um, Island Savings has been great for this show. Don't go anywhere because uh, we're going to have a conversation with you a little bit later. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we'll be having a conversation with Travis Corvilla about keeping your money in check. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, Shoreline Building Inspections, Reese Jacob and Monica Gass, and, of course, Carrie Augustini, who is just with us, and she's still here in the studio. She's the insurance manager with Westland Insurance operating as Island, Island Savings Insurance. So as a reminder to all of you, if you're looking for some direction or help in any of these areas, they would love to talk with you. You can find their contact information on our page on the CFAX 1070 uh, site. Just look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me. Tony Joe would be happy to help. Uh, we have with us right now Senior Wealth Advisor, Senior Wealth Advisor with Island Savings and Credential Securities, Travis Koivula. Travis, thanks for coming. Pleasure to be here. Great. Well, um, we've got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let's start off with um, what you do. So what's your role at Island Savings? So I work with some of our affluent uh, members to do retirement planning, estate planning, uh, and they sit down with me and they tell me what their life goals and dreams and vision is. And so we get a plan in place so they can achieve some of those. And you have been, uh, you've been at this for some time now. About 15 years. Yeah. It's yeah. been really great. Yeah. I've and helped out a lot of folks over those years and it's neat just to see some of my clients 15 years ago where they were and a lot's changed in their life. And just to, to walk with them over that time period has been really neat. Well, this is this is one of these areas that gives people a lot of confusion because, uh, hey, they've got their money maybe in an account at mm-hmm. the bank. They don't know uh, what to do with it. You know, it's, it's been so long now that interest rates and bank accounts aren't getting us anything. Yeah, People come to us and talk about investing in real estate, which is fine, and we help mm. people do that as well. Um, but where you come in is how they can manage your wealth um, uh, in, in very safe and secure ways, right? Yeah, I, and I, I see people uh, during a number of times, they'll come in and ask for advice, but chances are everyone at some point in their life will come into a large sum of money. This may be due to a person being laid off from work and getting a severance package. They may have gotten inheritance or the proceeds from buying a property or selling a, a business, sorry, selling a property or selling a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you receive the money, it can be quite overwhelming. As with most things in life, you get a number of chances to do them, but chances are you're only going to sell a business once or you're only going to get a single inheritance. I found that before making any decisions, it's a great opportunity for planning. Tony, you've probably helped out a number of families over the years, either sell a rental property or buy a house after getting an inheritance. What did mm-hmm. that look like for you? Well, actually, it's, it's it's great that you bring that up because it's true. Often th- that that moment where they receive this these funds, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Like they mm-hmm. they they've never had that before. They will never have it again. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of confusion over you know what do we do? What's the best way for us? 
uh, uh, to handle that. For, for us, from a real estate standpoint, of course, we, we always look at uh, the numbers. We want to make sure the numbers work and that we can demonstrate a reasonable amount of appreciation. You know, we yeah. don't want them to lose their money. Yeah. Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you, you know, in many ways, we treat it as part of their investment portfolio along with with, with what you do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when I, What I found is there are a number of categories people fall into when receiving a lump sum of money. Uh, the first category is the afraid to do the wrong thing. This often happens with an inheritance. Yeah. It was mom and dad's money. I want to honor them with their legacy, and I don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, what I see happening is that the money goes into a one-year GIC at the credit union and then gets rolled over year after year, and four or five years goes by with no decisions being made. I think it's a good idea to wait a period of time before you make any big decisions. Don't rush in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I'd set a timeline on when you are going to make a decision because life's busy and it's just easy. Uh, oh, it's safe. I'm just going to leave it alone. And then, you know, a bunch of years goes by and there's some missed opportunity cost. And we've seen over the last five years, if you hadn't bought a property, uh, what, what the property's done. Oh, yeah, because people are like, oh, I should have bought that I know, five uh, years ago or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the markets. Like, I wish I would invested five years ago. They're up way now. So, yeah. Uh, the second category is the let's party crowd. I say this tongue in cheek. Um, the let's party crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for for many people, month to month living can be a struggle financially, and so human nature is to relax uh, and enjoy life when there's cash in the bank. I don't know about you, Tony, but when I find that there's money in my checking account, I tend to spend it. And so um, we start conjuring up, uh, you know, a bigger boat, a newer car, a fancier phone. With all these things, it's not just the initial cost that gets us. But it's a more expensive mortgage, higher insurance insurance rates, a bigger monthly cell phone bill. The problem comes when we raise our standard of living before beyond what our monthly income is. We start eating into our savings, and before long, we're into debt. Yeah. I've found in my own life, once I've gotten used to something, it's hard to take it away. We go out for dinner twice a week, yeah. you know. Starbucks every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, it, they're all good things, but uh, it, it, it's tough to to go back to to not doing those things. Yeah. This is also why 35% of lottery winners will declare bankruptcy. Many in the first three to five years after receiving their winnings. Because they never knew how to manage their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, they got a lump sum of money, they raised their standard of living, and they ended up spending the capital. So uh, a good way to do this, uh, a good way to avoid doing this is to invest the funds, whether in a property or in the markets, and live off the income and don't spend the principal. So, you know, buy a rental property, live off the rents that come in, invest in a monthly income portfolio, live off those rents. And so uh, that's a that's a good way. And it's a discipline, too, because you're just uh, living off of what's coming in. So Yeah, and, you know, again, going back to what we started talking about, you know, this whole notion of having this lump sum of money, you know, yeah. you, you mentioned things like, you know, buy out from, from a job or, yeah. or things like that. Um, yeah, it can be bad if people choose to spend that money in areas that will not enrich their lives, right? Yeah, and with with anything, you always want to just think, you know, think of future Tony. What does what do you want? That, what what kind of life do you want for future Tony? And what does that what does that look like? And and getting a, a game plan in place and and what that life looks like is going to influence the decisions you make. Well, today. you know, hey, I'd like a boat, but when I think about future Tony, I don't know about having a twenty year old boat that that's is correct. You know, yeah. it's just a hole in the water and and, and, and all the also. the mortgage payments yeah. and uh, the the upkeep that you've done. Don't on slide that boat. on boat people because you know, hey, yeah. boats are great, but uh, that's not. Yeah, I, I would want something that I know that I can pass down to my kids. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, there you go. Right, and so what? What is that? How are we going to achieve that? Well, maybe that's buying a a property. And I've actually got a story of a client that just uh, received some money mm-hmm. uh, from an inheritance, and it was a significant amount, but it wasn't enough to buy a whole property. And so, 
we sat down and we looked at things. And so they own their house debt-free. And so what they're going to do is uh, currently they're renting out the basement. They're going to rent out the upstairs and they're going to buy another property. They've got about half the money to go into the new property. Mm-hmm. And so we want to structure actually the mortgage on the new property so that they can write it off. So they're going to try to put a mortgage on their, their rental yeah. so they can deduct that So interest. what was their current house they're turning into a rental? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, okay. that's right. Yeah, yeah, and they want to put the mortgage on there so they can write off the yes. interest and not on the new place. And we want to set up a plan so when they stop working, the the mortgage would be gone on their primary residence, and then they could take all the income coming from their you know now current home, new rental home, and and live off of that. So passive income. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And they got investments with me, and we've got a, we, so we got a plan all in place for that. And so they're really excited about that. They they set a budget, and they start looking around, and they're in the process of uh, getting that house. So uh, I, I think this is like a great story of getting inheritance, and they, they had a plan in place to to do something with it. So I love hearing stories like that because other ones that we hear are when people say, "Oh, this is great because now I can buy that monster house." That's right. Yeah. And because uh, you know what you're explaining here is to have a place to 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 leverage their existing home mm-hmm. and turn it into a revenue property where they're yeah. going to all of a sudden have passive income coming in. That's right, yeah. Um, that they can either use for their day-to-day or further invest with you, right? And it's kind of exciting, too. It's creating a rental, uh, another rental for our market because the market's tight right now. So I, I think that's really exciting when we, we do add more rentals through one way or another. And, so, you know, somebody else is going to be able to... Yeah, I know so many families that are looking for a place to, to rent, and so yeah. this is going to be creating one. So Yeah. Uh, speaking of planning for the future, there's a number of ways that we I help clients out. Um, first thing when I would get an inheritance would be to look at your debt. And so uh, if you get a large sum of money, seeing, you know, line of credit, credit card, mortgage, car loan, you name it. Um, one thing to keep in mind uh, when you get an inheritance, if you kind of commingle it with your marital assets, it's... Uh, uh, proceeds for a divorce, and so 99% of couples they just lump everything together and it works out. Uh, I see, but well, you one... mean proceeds for a future divorce? Oh uh, well, <laughs> well, well. It's funny. It, it, um, there's been a couple I've seen where they've gotten inheritance and said, you know what, these things aren't working out, and this is kind of the implement. So they've kept things separate because if you keep things from an inheritance separate, it's not part of the proceeds for a divorce. And yeah. so, um, so that's okay. yeah, yeah not, not something you want to think about. But yeah. just if if things aren't going great, then just keep that in mind. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, we need to take. Uh, another sure, break here. Sure, wow, we're covering some great stuff. Yeah, oh, we are uh, chatting now with Travis Coivola from uh, Island Savings. Hey, if people need to reach you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, call my assistant, uh, 250-386-4003. Great. And we'll put that on the uh, webpage as well, too. But uh, just off for a quick break. Back in a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Just before the break, we were chatting with Travis Coivola from Island Savings. He is a financial planner there. Again, thanks, uh, Travis, for coming back. My pleasure. Yeah, so uh, we were getting deep into conversation about um, when somebody receives uh, an inheritance, uh, yeah. and then you were saying looking at the debt. Yeah, and and so for some folks... Uh, this was mom and dad's money. I really want to honor it. I want to invest it. I, you know, I feel like paying off debt is kind of, I, I created that debt. I want to pay that off and I'm going to invest keep it. it separate. Yeah, keep yeah. it separate. And hey, that's a good way to think about it because yeah. maybe the attitude was I would have paid it off myself anyways. That's right. Yeah. yeah okay. And and so it's like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to take these funds. I'm going to grow them. I'm going to live off of it. And then I'm passing it on to my kids. And so I see that all the time. It's like, you know what? The mortgage, I, it, I could pay it off, but I really want to see this money grow because mom and dad, they worked hard their whole lives. They sacrificed for me to get it. And so I want to, I want to see it grow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the case with a business, when you sell a business, it's almost the opposite because when you sell a business, that's your source of income. And so all of a sudden, when you, you, you sold your business- The golden cow. The golden you, don't cow. Have, yeah. you don't have more income, so you should be paying off some debts. You want to be, you want to be paying off debt. Um, you also want to be pay, looking at your budget. Oftentimes, uh, with a business owner, the business worth paying for things like your cell phone bill, some of your car, your entertainment. Most folks, when they retire, the cost of living goes down or what they need goes down. Business owners, it often goes up because the business was supplying that. So just taking a look at what you actually That's are going to need. So you know, like your car payment has transferred from the company to yourself. That's right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, also keep in mind that there's taxes to pay when you sell your business. Oh. And accounting for them is important. Uh, and if you're a U.S. citizen, that's a whole other can of worms. You should talk to somebody that does U.S. taxes because it, it is far-reaching. Um, interesting fact to note, many of my clients were one percenters. They're the top one percent in terms of income for a single year, the only one year of their whole life when they sold a, a rental property or they sold a business. So when we did that, we maxed out their RSPs. Uh, and we looked at strategies to reducing their income as much as possible. Uh, after all the tax has been paid, you've got your money, you need to get a game plan in place. And uh, that may be like I was saying, purchasing a rental property or investing the uh, funds in an income producing portfolio. A big thing to keep in mind is after selling a business, you've gone through a life transition and your risk tolerance may have changed. Mm. Uh, you, when you were working, you had money coming in and if the market dropped, hey, that's a good thing. I'm just going to buy more, more when things are on sale. <laughs> But when you're when you're not working anymore and you're drawing off your funds and the market goes down, it's scary. It can be really scary. And so there's a number of strategies around that. One is just having a, a lower risk tolerance. Another one is a cash wedge. That's where you take a percentage of your money, maybe it's 10%, 5%, and you put it into a cashable GIC. And so that's just money. You know, I can sleep at night. I got that money in the credit union there. And if things go down, I'll, I can just stop drawing off my investments and I can I can take it over the cash wedge. Yeah. You, you know, that's this is that's a really good point. I've never thought about the transition from being a business owner to a, um, uh, you know, into retirement because mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. No, but I, I I can only imagine because we're we're fine at taking risks now and yeah and making taking write offs mm -hmm. right. But um, that's going to be difficult on retirement. Yeah. And and you are the CEO of your retirement, yes. whether you want to, whether you like it or not. And so you make sure you you know take notes and pay attention and get get informed. Uh, and finally, after selling a business, it's a good idea to take a look at your will and power of attorney. And Sika, I know they're a sponsor here, and I'm sure they see a lot of folks after um, after someone sold a business or a property and they got to update things. Uh, Tony, do you remember the last time you updated your will or power of attorney? <laughs> oh, you had to ask that question. Not recent enough, although, mm -hmm. you know, it's funny. That is something that is on my wife's and I uh, list. Mm -hmm. And because you brought it up right now, I think I better deal with that this okay, week. Okay, good. And it's, and, and it's because we have a young family. So, you know, our yeah. kids are little and... You know, you, over time, you acquire things and, yeah. and all that. It's yeah. it's important to keep it updated, right? Yeah, and, and oftentimes when I ask that question, uh, they'll say, oh, it's when I, you know, my uh, I got married or I did have kids. Life, transi life transition has happened. And so uh, it's really good to check in with your financial advisor when you do go through a life transition because there's certain things that you may not be thinking about that you should be addressing. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. hey, listen. Um, when it comes to choosing a financial advisor, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, this is also important too. It's a question people often have, and it's like, oh, how do you pick? You know, yeah. he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got all the uh, whatever the um, accreditations, uh, are. accreditations on his card and all that. Um, what's a great way for someone to 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 decide? 
Yeah, and and this is it, with our industry. There's a wide range of uh, people who have the term financial advisor, whether someone who's just completed the two month course or someone who's done their CFA. And so, uh, the CFA Society actually came out with an education program called therightquestion.org. Mm. Uh, and so, there, you've, uh, people, listeners of the show, go there. They can look at questions they should be asking their financial advisor. And so, some of the questions are: How do you get paid? Do you receive any additional income from if you sell a certain product? Uh, what services are you going to be offering me? How frequently are we going to meet? Uh, how have other clients in my situation done with you? What's your past performance been? Uh, how often do we meet? Uh, I would just encourage people to ask a lot of questions. Don't be embarrassed. You're going to be paying this person a lot of money and they're going to hopefully do a good job for you. But uh, ask a lot of questions. Find out exactly what their experience is how they've helped other people, and what they're going to do for you. And if they're not answering those questions confidently, that's a telltale sign that maybe they uh, aren't the person for you or you're not gonna, they're not going to be able to take you where you want to go. You know, actually, I'm looking at this page right now, and again, it's, it's the therightquestion.org. It's the-right-question.org. Yeah. And again, I think we'll put it on our, our page. That'd be great, yeah. CFAX page. Um, great questions. Well, in the real estate world, we kind of have the same yeah, question Yeah, I bet you, you well, would, yeah. Because it's, it's like, how do you choose a real estate person? You know, because their picture looks good or whatever. It's, it's, they send me a calendar every exactly. year, right? Yeah. But things like um, relevant professional credentials on this page, mm-hmm. on the rightquestion.org. Um, how do you stay abreast of current industry te- trends? This one here, again, uh, you can ask your realtor this question as much as your financial yeah. advisor. Have you ever been subject to any allegations of misconduct or disciplinary actions wow. from yeah. a regulatory body? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so this is all really important information. Um, again, uh, listeners, you should check this out, therightquestion.org. And again, this came from the CFA Institute. CFA is? Chartered Financial Analyst. Uh, it's the, I think it's the toughest designation to get. It's, uh, you know, with other ones, like the Canadian Securities course, that's the course you need to be licensed. It's probably about a two-month course. The CFA course is at minimum three years. Many people take five, seven years to complete it. It's a very rigorous um, uh, training co- program. And so they, they, they're trying to uh, highlight uh, the, this designation and what the advisors that have it uh, know about. Well, I noticed you've got a few others other than your CFA. Mm-hmm. You've got CFP, CIM, FCSI, CIWM, and Certified Professional Consultant on Aging yeah. designations. So you've been busy. I, I've tried to stay, like you said, abreast of, of trends and and so I, I noticed that the, the aging one, I actually have found quite a bit of practical information. I, I deal a lot with seniors and, and the children of seniors, you know, mom and dad and the power of attorneys in there and we're dealing with them. And there's a lot of, it's actually an interesting course for any professional to do because it talks a lot about speaking deeper uh, as uh, people lose their hearing as they get older. My dad is a prime example. He's got hearing aids. He, he Oftentimes you're talking to him, people are like, your dad's, he's such a nice guy. Like, I bet you he was smiling and nodding. He's like, yeah, he, he didn't, didn't hear a word you said. Yeah. So you get to lower your voice when you're talking. And, and, and it gave a lot of great tips uh, for dealing with seniors. And so that that's an area that I, I've seen in my business that has just exploded that I, I deal with a lot of uh, seniors. And this has helped me uh, address the challenges that they face. Yeah. I, with the real estate business as well, too, it's not, um, you know, helping seniors is a completely different discipline. Yes, absolutely. And they, they, you know, you, you can't deal with a millennial in the same way that you deal with a, with a senior. No. Two very different uh, um, uh, personality profiles, right? And, and needs and how they react and life circumstances. They went through risk a lot. tolerance, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and just they went through a lot of different things. Uh, 
you know, my dad uh, grew up with a mom, or my grandma grew up uh, through the depression. And so that my dad was affected by that. And so there's different things that they've gone through that we just haven't gone through. And so we don't have the appreciation for uh, their life circumstances and what they've all been through. So that's very helpful. Um, so Island Savings, uh, you are actually, because you move around branches too, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to get to carry in on this conversation here too, because when people come into Island Savings, um, you guys you guys cover a lot of stuff. So, I mean, obviously there's the credit union side, so people mm-hmm. get their banking done, credit cards, stuff like that. Uh, they can turn the corner, and of course, uh, home insurance is there, right? Yes. Yeah, um, and then uh, there's Travis with uh, uh, financial uh, advice, financial advising. So yeah, absolutely, um, you cover everything, right? Everything. You betcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how long has Island Savings been around now? Oh, it's it's the been, 60s. It yeah. started up in, in Duncan. It's interesting. If anyone's come from Duncan, chances are in their lifetime they've dealt with Island Savings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've come from Duncan uh, or Salt Spring too, like I, I, I often anyone who's been to either one of those uh, cities. Uh, they've dealt with island savings. We just have been there for so long, and it's been we've been such a part of the community and a you know credit union volunteering and and being part of the fabric. And so it's really neat to see uh, when I talk to someone from either Duncan or Salt Spring that they chances are they've dealt at one time with island savings. Yeah, because like other credit unions have, uh, for instance, gotten away from the home insurance um, yes, uh, business, have. but yes, but island savings stays there. Well, they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've stepped away now. uh, Yeah, well, under under, uh, Westland, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, for Travis, I mean, you, because you've worked in the credit union. credit union realm Mm -hmm. um you've got a lot of other choices though right yeah what you know what people ask why deal with someone from the credit union and we see in the news all the time about different institutions and the pressure they have to sell certain products and it makes you a little jaded wondering if they have your best interest in mind and so working with the credit union all our profits go back into the local communities this helps benefit our neighbors and our friends Also, the majority of credit unions across Canada have partnered together to create this large, sophisticated investment arm called Credential. This means our clients have access to the best possible advice and products from stocks, bonds, exchange-traded funds, ETFs, preferred shares. The list goes on and on. And most importantly, they can be assured that their advisor is looking out for their best interests. Oh, very interesting. Okay, and again, if people need to reach you, Travis? Uh, You can call my assistant, Bev, 250-386-4003. Great. And Carrie, uh, for insurance, people yes. need to contact you guys about insurance? Yeah, 250-386-6343. And I happen to know that is on our page on the CFAX yes. website. Uh, and as a reminder to our listeners as well, too, we are having another home buyer event. This is an a educational uh, event, lots of information. Uh, and present will be, of course, our show partners, Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, the group at the Sitcall Law um, uh, Group for your real estate personal injury needs, wills and estates. Uh, also, Shoreline Building Inspections with uh, Reese and Monica. And, of course, Carrie Augustini, who is here with us right now to talk about home insurance. Uh, man, these are great, great uh, sessions that we put on every once in a while. It will be on Saturday, November the 16th. Saturday, November the 16th from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock uh, at 655 Herald Street uh, down by Chinatown. It's the Chinese Community Service Center. It's a great little location. Uh, again, our information is going to be on the uh, our page on the CFAX 1070 website. We would love 
love to see you there. You can just click the link and sign up right there. It is free. There's no cost. Uh, it is non-selling as well. Too. We're not there to sell you guys anything. We're just there to provide you information. So if you, a family member, anyone you know, needs to learn more about the home buying process, we are here for you guys. Uh, again, thanks for joining us. Carrie. Thank you. And also, Travis. Thank you. Great having you both in the studio. And to everyone else, we'll be here for you this time next week.